Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Go Global podcast. I am Mariam Elam from the corporate sector of Isaac in Chennai. We recently launched an initiative, Go Global, with the aim of spreading knowledge and awareness in these uncertain times. And a better way of doing it was by having conversations with seasoned professionals and entrepreneurs, such as our guest for today. With that, I would like you, I would like to introduce you to Ms. Preeti Chaudhary. She is the founder and director at PC Advisory, a niche advisory firm focused on United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, specializing in equity and inclusion. She is also the founder of LinkedIn Local India and creator of Pan India, hashtag LinkedIn Local India Community. Deeply entrenched in the startup ecosystem nationally and globally, she is a member of the advisory board and BNI Ambassador of Trade Tower Incubation Center at Watson University. A mentor at several incubators and accelerators pan India. Speaker and judge at e-summits and conferences globally. She is also a veteran LGBT plus and PWD DNI ally and champion. A polygot, she speaks six languages, including Mandarin and Bahasa, Melayu, Indonesia. Loves to travel, has been to more than 18 countries, four continents and counting, and having lived in three different countries as well, including in China for seven plus years. It's an honor to have you with us today, ma'am. Thank you so much for your kind invitation. I'm absolutely looking forward to the conversation today. Thank you, Mariam. Over to you. You're welcome, ma'am. So having traveled to various countries, what is the idea of diversity or inclusion over there, according to you, ma'am? Very important question, Mariam. I think diversity and inclusion is all in the mind. From my own experience of being an avid traveler, somebody that soaks up different cultures, people, societies, and all the nuances associated with it. What I have seen is, I think people are more receptive to differences, the more educated they are. Now, it could be true for Asian countries, it could be true for Western countries, for the rest of the world. I think education is the main leveler, wherein the more aware and emancipated a person is, the more educated they are, the more open they are to differences amongst people, amongst food, culture, habits, sexual preference, orientation, people with different abilities and all the rest of it. I think education is, is the one big thing that I have seen from my own personal travels and, and the rest of um, histories and so on and so forth. Back to you. Thank you. Totally agreed with you, ma'am. Now, how to bridge the gap between the youngsters and elders in our in order to bring out the awareness? So, uh, you know, they all are on the same page, ma'am. What do you think? What are your views, ma'am? I think, uh, by and large, for any kind of initiative to succeed, the most important aspect and facet is to speak the language of your target audience. So, particularly talking about you have said, you know, people who are sort of mature, generally advanced in the ages at the same time to the youngsters who are sort of budding up, you cannot speak the same language to both those target groups, you know. 
so to the ones who have seen life been there done that you have to bring out the subtleties and the differences in their language whereas for the children the very young and formative ones you have to actually go down to their level of storytelling sort of talk about things equating them with their daily experiences i think when you consistently keep doing this over a period of time you start seeing results wherein then everybody starts speaking in the same language the whole point here is to stay focused stay consistent keep the conversations going because mariam room was never built in a day and similarly mindsets and frameworks are not built in a day people have to be ready for the long haul to make that difference and when that happens trust me all the hard work and the blood sweat and tears is totally worth it back to you yes ma'am that's so true ma'am now according to you uh, is there any right age to learn about these sensitive issues i think um, age is just a number you know so i think um, the very moment that we as human beings start our cognitive abilities and that's just really young you know um maybe about 7 uh, 8 years of age or even before for that matter because human evolution and and uh, development is at different stages for different people so i think the earlier we start the better it is because the kind of unconscious biases that we are subjected to the stimuli that we gather from around our society our family something which we sort of soak up like a sponge without even actually realizing or knowing it those once they get seeped in and once they form our own thinking and thought process then it is very difficult to shake those notions and nuances away mariam so the sooner we start i think the better it is and i do not really want to quantify an age but i think it will be a different age number for different people depending upon their development journey but the sooner we start the better it is for everybody and for equity and inclusion for that matter back to you okay totally agree with you ma'am now do you think that equity and inclusivity should be part of the curriculum taught in schools or it is something that should be started on a family level itself very good question mariam thank you so much for asking me that in continuation to what i said earlier i think it is a prima facie sort of uh, objective and the responsibility of the family to start the children on the journey of equity and inclusion as early as possible the point is when children reach school their sort of views and notions and thought processes are already sort of being formed because um, they reach school at the age of 6 or 7 you know a bit more before maybe 5 6 but the kind of talks that can start at the family level i think that is more important and to be able to do that uh, the people in that family unit whether it is the grandparents the parents they have to be self aware themselves they have to keep on having an open mind being acceptable of differences only then can they start their children onto their journey and you never know you know some of um, the kids here could be uh, of a different orientation uh, themselves so you know it all start starts right from the family unit level i think school is the secondary place that we can look at maybe strengthening some of those notions more um, uh, biologically in the sense like more scientifically wherein the teachers can then take the onus but i think the foundation needs to be laid at the family and we can then concretize it further 
uh, via education at school, college, university, and further on level. Thank you. Back to you. Okay, ma'am. Agreed, ma'am. Uh, so, how can we as individuals uh, build an inclusion with the close ones around us? Well, like I said, you know, it's all in our own minds and headspace. If we want to see the change, Mariam, I think we ourselves have to be the change first of all. We need to be allies of people who are different than us, because as it is, the marginalized societies, people, um, uh, you know, uh, communities, they do not have voice nor visibility. So to be able to actually live in a society that is equitable and responsible for everybody, everyone, the change I think starts from our own self. So we need to be aware. We need to continuously keep increasing our knowledge by lots of voracious reading. We need to be open to speak to different people from different cultures, different countries, essentially people who are different from us. Only then can we gain all that knowledge to be able to start thinking from other people's shoes. And only then can we empathize and then can we make this society more inclusive and more equitable for everybody, for all, irrespective of caste, creed, sex, gender, sexual, back to you. Yes, I agree with you, ma'am. Like the famous quote goes, be the change that you want to see in the world. So moving on to the next question, ma'am. In the democratic nation that we are in, what steps do you think that the society can take towards these issues? Absolutely. Again, um, you know, when one person decides to be the change themselves, and when they start conversations around all of these different issues and topics, that is when changes happen on a societal level, you know. One person alone by themselves is just one voice. But imagine if slowly more people who think the same start aligning, it becomes a community. From a community, it becomes a movement. And that is how we can actually make a difference, a tangible difference into making our societies more inclusive. I think rather than having the onus on others, we have to ask that question to ourselves. What is it I am doing to create a positive impact around me? And that is the question that everybody needs to ask themselves. And then we need to start these difficult conversations. We have to start them from our homes. We have to take them to our workplaces. We have to take them to our schools and colleges to be able to sensitize people around us. And when we form chains and links like this is when actual change happens in our society on a larger level, Mariam. Back to you. Agreed with you, ma'am. On that note, how can we bring uh, the like minds together, ma'am? Because nowadays, each one has their own perspective and mindsets, right? So how can mm -hmm. we bring uh, the like minds together? Well, it's all about storytelling and it's all about community building, I, I say, you know. I mean, um, social media is such a great lever wherein everybody has a voice. The point is to be able to use social media constructively. We have seen so many negative connotations wherein um, there's a lot of trolling and negativity happening for people who are different than our own selves, you know. That has to stop. But at the same time, social media can be such a powerful tool in the right hands. So to be able to actually make a change, these conversations have to happen. They have to be in an interesting and simple enough format of storytelling that everybody understands them. 
and when you consistently talk about these issues and topics other like minded people come and join your community and that's how real change actually happens when two and two becomes 22 and then becomes 44 and your tribe slowly grows and that's when together we can actually make a lot of difference and create a lot of positive impact around us thank you back to you that's a great answer ma'am now moving on to the next question have you encountered any situation on this issue and what were you able to do about it what do you mean by that uh, any situation like what if you can give me an example probably that will help me understand better uh, on 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 the topic like the about the inclusion and the sensitive issues uh, have you faced anyone um, facing it and you have done to support them or anything like that sure okay so well physically i have not really seen anything happening around but on social media like i was saying before i have seen enough and more people pounce and hurt and troll people not thinking for a second what those misogynistic or hurtful remarks what kind of havoc they might be causing to the person that they're pouncing upon as an ally as somebody that has made it their life's mission and here i'm talking about myself wherein i am going to be with the underdog always i am going to be the voice and give the visibility to the most marginalized of people and communities in my society i make it a point to always raise my voice whenever i see injustice being done around me now whether uh, it is physical at that time also i know myself i will not stop myself from jumping right in and making things correct but for now what is happening around me on social media if i see something happening i stop i you know just step in right then and there make it a point to raise my voice because you know what one voice is only one small thing but slowly when other people also come in and lend in their voice is when it actually becomes a movement and with enough force it becomes a big enough voice to be able to stop this kind of behavior you know the misogyny and and the oppression and the attacks and the hurtful comments all of this stops and i've seen it happen around me and by myself as well wherein we actually got lots of voices shut like that who were you know making hurtful remarks on some friends from the lgbtq community they were downgrading and downplaying women on a professional platform around us we actually went ahead and small voices we raised and made a difference and shut those voices so the point is that um, for me it is extremely important not to take any injustice lying down i will always raise my voice no matter what because if i become a mute spectator then i'm actually also contributing to that wrong doing happening around me so i will never be that person i will always raise my voice and i think everybody should have that courage and conviction to raise their voice against any kind of injustice they see around us whether it is you know hurting uh, an animal that got no voice to um, to people trolling women and girls to people jumping upon the lgbt community or anybody for that matter you know each of us are human beings each of us are unique we come with our own positive uh, traits and, uh, and attributes and you know by and large uh, society should be such that we should live and let let live um, life is so short so why make it so hateful and so negative you know i think 
all of us sort of need to remember that and kindness is something that goes a long way and solves a lot of problems and issues you know so i think the whole idea is to stay at it stay vocal and stay consistent thank you. thank you mariam back to you that's such an empowering answer ma'am thank you for that i'm sure uh, our listeners would agree on that too to raise our voice against any injustice that takes place so to our last question ma'am is there any psychological factor that plays a role in inclusivity i think it's again to do a lot with um, unconscious biases around us you know so again uh, right from the family unit is when uh, things start shaping up so what we can actually do is to make the environment at home more inclusive and that starts right from the kind of stories we are telling our children the kind of behavior we are exhibiting towards the boys and girls in our own families the kind of poems that are uh, we are reading the kind of inclusive language that we use at home all of this lends towards reinforcing positive attitude positive um, sort of languages and all the rest of it again for that the members of the family unit have to be empowered themselves have to be knowledgeable themselves so first of all we need to sort of imbibe inclusion equity amongst ourselves first to be then able to give that to our children or to the people at home so i think um first of all make sure that we provide an environment in the house which is more inclusive in terms of thought action and deed and slowly when the child uh, grows around you know he or she will imbibe these unconsciously into their mind so for them they will be more well rounded they will not be using any kind of language which is non inclusive and then these reinforced uh, reinforcements can later on happen again in the school and universities and the workplaces but it all boils down i think to the family unit that is where it all starts that is where equity inclusion starts and one thing i would like to leave the audience with today we need to all remember there is no diversity without inclusion you know so we need to be with an open mind open arms and accept everybody with their differences it doesn't make any human any less human if they are different to us but the main point to remember is there is no diversity without inclusion with that thank you so much and i hand it back to you mariam thank you ma'am thank you so much for sharing uh, those wonderful insights on on the various topics that we discussed today and also thank you for taking out your time of your busy schedule ma'am thank you so much thank you so much i wish you folks at isaac chennai a wonderful day and time ahead let's all try and be that change ourselves mariam because only if we change can there be a positive change in the society so absolutely appreciate you having me over for this conversation today short and succinct but i think it's important to have these kind of conversations thank you very much and all the best to all of you thank you